0: Welcome back to the Unanimous Decision Podcast. I am your host, D Follow me on Twitter at D Palm66. Follow the show on Twitter at UDPod. Follow the entire MTR network at, you guessed it, the MTR network. You found us. Don't lose a Subscribe on Spotify. Subscribe on iTunes. Subscribe everywhere. You get your podcasts for absolutely free. We're back on a very, 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 very good Friday. And we're talking the world of the playoffs. Before we get to the playoffs, we have to talk. About all the other things that are going on in the world of sport. I got my boy Mike on to talk about it. What up, Mike?
1: What up? It's the best time of year, NBA playoffs. You know what? That's what really like it hit me
0: as I was like lazily not kind of watching the Masters on Sunday. I was like, this is it. This is the time, to- this is the time where it gets a little bit too warm in Atlanta. It's also the time where it could be freezing cold the next hour, and no one knows why. Um the azaleas out front of my house are blooming. Hot shout out to Hand in the Dirt. Um, and yeah, it's a great time of year. It's a good time to talk to your friends. It's a good time to celebrate all things the NBA. But before we get to that, I want to talk about some things that are in the past, recent past. The Masters just passed, Mike. And as a fellow Black person, I assume you watch the Masters the same way everyone watches the Masters, is Tiger play. And in the lead-up, it didn't look like Tiger was going to play. He'd come out and said, oh, I'm going to, you know, I'll, I'll shoot 18 with my kids, see how I feel out there. And then just like, I guess this is the 2022 equivalent of that fact if I'm back. But then he comes out and decides he's going to play the Masters. And for those who are like, Tiger Woods, isn't that, that philanderer? You're right, he is. But he's also the greatest golfer of all time. And we all have to lived in that time. That's pretty cool. Also, if you don't remember, about 17 months ago, he was in a horrible car accident almost lost his leg. Um, to see him out there, actually, like, for the first two days playing well and the last two days just being someone who's walking on a leg that was almost amputated, that's really cool. Just objectively cool.
1: It's just, it's hard not to root for him, you know, especially coming back from that injury, you know. At this point, like, you know, what he's able to do is gravy. So it's just nice to kind of, you know, track the leaderboard and see how he's doing. And, you know, what expectations do we have? I mean, he he almost didn't have a leg. So, you know, <laughs> making the cut, you know, shooting well, yeah, it's great.
0: I feel like he almost didn't want to make the cut. I feel like he got, came back Friday and was like, damn, all right. Because... Like I talk, listening to people who know a lot more about golf than I do, apparently Augusta is like one of the, probably the second or, or the hardest course to walk on tour. So this is really an exercise in him doing that. Yeah. And I think it's cool because now the next tournament he decides to play, he's gonna have done the work beforehand to get in a place where he'll be able at least to physically handle the uh, demands of the course.
1: Just everything I've seen about Tiger in the past, like, Couple of years, I guess it's just been really humanizing. Like I don't know if you've seen the clips of like him watching his son playing, and they like splice together him and his son having the same mannerisms on the course, or mm-hmm. he won some big award and his daughter gave the uh, like speech awarding him. uh You know, so yeah, um, if I wasn't before, I'm firmly rooting for him, and it's just good to see him get back at it.
0: Have you had a chance to check out uh, Beaumonti's show on HBO? I'm
1: an episode behind.
0: So, but did you see the piece on the Masters?
1: Yes, yes. Which, okay. So you know, I was from fortunate Georgia. enough.
0: <laughs> I was fortunate enough a couple years ago. God, it's got to be over 10 years ago now. Oh, my goodness. Um, To back me with some Masters tickets one day. And I go to my parents' house and told my dad to get in the car and I didn't tell him where we were going, but of course, you know, you go far enough on 20, he figures it out.
1: And (laughs) there are only so many places you're going.
0: (laughs) Well, I mean, especially that time of year, we hit that traffic going into that part. I mean, yeah, we're, we're going to Augusta. My dad's a huge golf fan and it was one of the coolest days I've ever had to have with him. We got there, like, as everyone's going through, I think we went on Thursday and we ended up following Tiger for like the back 12 holes. And it was just an amazing experience. And everything that already said is true, especially the part about there are no squirrels. Like, and I point that out to everyone who watches the coverage, I'm like, count the squirrels you see. Remember where you are, you're in Georgia. Just count the squirrels. Are there really birds? Who knows? You can hear them, can you see them? I don't know. Um, That being said, it is, Uh, I would advise everyone to watch that segment because they do a very good, comprehensive look at what the message is and also to watch that show it is um john oliver for sports and black people and as a black person who loves sports couldn't recommend it enough if you're watching if you're listening to this and not watching that isn't that weird mike right? like that'd be that the niche audience i need
1: though the people who are unaware of that television show but still listen to this podcast. i was very curious about that niche i love you mom
0: um So a notable accent from the Masters was Phil Mickelson. I know a lot of people don't follow golf news as closely as anyone would, but this is actually super interesting because Phil Mickelson, who you might remember also getting pinched a couple years ago on some schemes, um, was quoted talking about a rival Super League he was going to do with the Saudis, calling them scary motherfuckers who we know killed Khashoggi. He, uh... He was sitting with this guy for a biography and apparently never went off record. And the guy's like, I've got the tapes. We can listen to two days of tapes of hanging out. I have n- he never once intimates this is on the record. And I he has no reason to lie. He's a reason to lie, but no reason to lie. And now Phil is getting dropped by everyone. Like the Calloway, Callaway, like KPMG, who they do commercials that if you're listening to this podcast, you need to Google it later. Like they are those dudes, like. And they all dropped his ass. And he couldn't go to the Masters. Don't know if he's suspended or whatnot. He said, taking time away from the game. Mike, you can't have an insurrection against the people who pay you.
1: One, I'd just like to say I appreciate any opportunity. I just get to say schemes and be, like, (laughs) political. Um, Look, I mean (laughs) – this is just a disaster of his own making. I mean, he's been a professional how long and he deals with reports for how long and he didn't go off the record, then- well,
0: If you read his statement, <laughs> his first part of his statement was like, well, I think first and foremost, the leaking of privileged
1: conversations- is a real in this country. <laughs> well, sorry, we go on. Was that him or the PR people? He finally decided oh, to no. like, actually. That's
0: the part he's like, I want to make sure everyone knows I was wronged off rip. Tell them I am the aggrieved party, and then we'll apologize for some shit, kind of.
1: Like if you're gonna scheme against the people that have been making you rich your entire adult life, you gotta yeah do better than this, you know. <laughs> I mean, he he ruined uh his relationship with the PGA and he blew up what he was trying to do by you know saying the quiet part out loud. Uh, yeah just just a mess all around.
0: And just so people know what I'm talking about, in 2014 the Washington Journal reported that the FBI and the SEC were investigating Mickelson and Associates for insider training on Clorox and Dean food stock. He denied any wrongdoing, but um yeah it's not good. <laughs> the SEC took back almost a million dollars of profit he got from trading. A million dollars can include the interest. Um, his partner was convicted of uh, making $40 million on privacy information. It's bad. Yeah, so. Um, he does seem to get the cost best. a lot. Not the best. Like, maybe we should just fill. But as all I say all this on the heels of the announcement that he has just signed up for the US Open. So we'll see yeah, how this goes. Be because, be. well, we don't, well, the thing is, so this Saudi Super League has been such a big threat that the agent, all the agents of the PGA Tour players have been informed and have their contract language updated to say, if you play one of their events, you are, will be suspended from the PGA Tour and you're risking expulsion.
1: Ooh, interesting. I wonder how that works legally.
0: Well they're taking they're taking I mean. it super seriously. They're taking it super seriously. And the fact that the money left when Phil's name, when Phil's name got attached to this, that means a lot. KPMG, I'm so white, workday, all left, workday. had the guys who do your your the guys who do the signing at your work, they sponsor him. They did until this. Um uh titleist. Uh, Barclays, and so, like, Ford, like, he was – those those sponsorships all walked away. So we'll see what actually happens. We'll see if he actually plays it. I'm actually – now, damn it, I'm kind of interested in what happens next in golf. <laughs> <laughs> so every year you get those Facebook memories that pop up during certain times of year. And every year the one that pops up between on my Facebook is a text conversation you and I had about I want to say seven years ago now and you asked me if I was watching the NCAA title game I said first to 60 70 wins huh and you said it's 64 71 how'd you do that and I just told you how much I I think every basketball
1: I think every subsequent year I text you I'm like wait what's the point level we uh what's the threshold (laughs)
0: I mean, whatever. I I will whine about men's college basketball in a second, but it occurred. Um, the men's tournament happened, Kansas beat up UNC, but it didn't matter. None of that mattered. The Kansas Kansas won by three. Doesn't matter, doesn't matter a bit. You know why it doesn't matter, Mike?
1: Duke UNC.
0: Yo, they've never played in a tournament. It's the final four, and it's the chance to. Re-murder Krzyzewski? You murder him at home to close his career. And the chance to put that final this is that this is the third act. The the bad guy's not as dead as we thought he was. We've gotta re-kill him. This is that. This is that in the horror movie. I think UNC should be should get a ring anyway.
1: Look, I mean, those kids better eat for free, you know. <laughs> In Chapel Hill the rest of their lives.
0: I would hang a here-ended Coach K's bullshit on this ground. I – yo, no.
1: I would be so – They should just put up the score of the last game in the Rafters. Just don't even put like Duke UNC, just put the score.
0: And the fact that he ends up 500 against his
1: rival is chef's kiss. I mean, full circle wasn't his first loss to UNC or something like that. Like It was. It Paul. was. Good memory. Look at that. It all does come full circle. It's poetic. It's beautiful that way. And again,
0: apologies to Bill Self, who was at the same time ducking an FBI investigation and winning another national title no one will ever talk about because it's not that interesting. So, bravo, you did it, buddy, I guess far more interesting women's college basketball people always ask me why would you say that about women's college basketball here are my reasons one men's college basketball the still level's just not there if you're good enough to get paid you're getting paid two there's no continuity i don't care about these kids because they're not good enough to pay attention to Paige Becker's i watching every year every year i get to get oh don't get me started we'll talk about it in a second three it's just I, – I think it's a better – I think it's a better quality basketball. I watch the Vint Sermon every year, I jokingly say, until I see the first open miss layup, which always comes in the first half of the first game. Always.
1: I think continuity is the biggest one for me. Because, uh, like, you just have – Like, they're better storylines. You have these matchups that happen again and again over the years. Uh, All these kids know each other from,
0: yeah. The best players for years, because the WNBA won't give them space to grow and be there and don't get me started. But, like, yeah, you're 100% right.
1: So, yeah, I really enjoyed the women's tournament this year. Uh, Saw some new players I hadn't gotten to see during the regular season just show out. You know, South Carolina doing its thing. Leah Boston just being a machine and killing you know, everyone. Redeeming murderer. you know, last year. Uh, great.
0: Can Don Staley coach the men's Olympic team if Coach K stops doing it?
1: I mean, I don't see why not. Watching them smother UConn at the
0: beginning of that title game.
1: I mean they're just yeah it was their defense was, it was great un- it and was then, uncomfortable. Like, they were just like so aggressive and unrelenting on the boards i mean the the rebounding statistics were just re- were ridiculous i can't remember which game it was but there's something like some absurd number of second chance points that they converted like over 50% and so it's just like missing in didn't matter the because game,
0: they get the rebound. In the title game, UConn had 24 rebounds, South Carolina had 49.
1: Including 21 I mean, offensive rebounds. Yeah. Which you can't you can't win against that. <laughs> no. And then Destiny was just going off. I mean, she had what her best statistical game of her of the year at least. Uh, yeah. You know, in the closeout game for her college career, talk about stepping up. Which is clearly on the athlete, but it's also about the coaches
0: getting the peak at the right times.
1: Well, I mean, it was impressive because there were times when UConn would go on runs, and you know, most coaches would be like, "All right, time out," but Don's like, "All right, I'm gonna let you guys figure this one out," and they did. I mean that's a lot of trust in your players and you know your system so yeah
0: yes it is yes it is um all right we have to move quickly because my computer just told about a pending automatic update all right um nfl draft coming in the month you guys are a little bit of tape don't lie i recorded a uga preview with felder uh that's there for your Great listener, pleasure oh well thank you. See, look, like a friend said that. I didn't pay him to say that. Thank you, friend. Um yeah, a lot of fun doing those. Uh Russell Wilson's in Denver now. And whenever time Russell Wilson gets mentioned, we get the spate of people giving us their opinions on Russell Wilson. Um I'm not gonna get into Channing Crowder or whatever, and I just you know, other people talk about what they want to talk about. Just I think it's very funny that Seattle was just like they had no backup plan. They had no succession plan. There's no quarterback in waiting. you just, we're sick of your shit, Russell. Every offseason is the same shit. Get out of here. And they also don't want to pay him a bunch of money when he gets hit 40 times a year. On the other side, maybe if you invest in your offensive line, your quarterback wouldn't get hit 40 times a year. So we'll see how that goes. Um, I think it'll be a good fit in Denver. The big story of the NFL, and it, I guess it broke on April 1st. And it finally, like, gained traction, like, like much, much later. But it's the fact that Tom Brady had this super arcane 4D chess plan to foe retire, take a position in Miami, bring Sean Payton in as the coach, and then, like, step down, like, in some sports movie bullshit from the front office of the field. And it kind of sounds like a joke, except that it's now being widely reported as actual fact that was only blown up due to the Brian Forrest lawsuit, which gained two new co-plaintiffs uh, last week. Mike, is this some Thomas Crown Affair shit to do something that should have been very simple?
1: Yeah, I mean, just to get to use scheme again. What a terrible scheme. Like, what are we doing? This is overly complicated to achieve a goal you could have easily done without all these extra steps. But I am invested in this for one reason, and one reason only. Uh, My new favorite conspiracy theory, uh, Bomani Breach, where Bill Belichick is Kaiser Soze just operating behind the scenes and, you know, tipping the dominoes.
0: No matter what you think about that theory, it's undeniable that this story came out of Boston.
1: Look, I don't care. I believe it. I'm amused by it. I'm (laughs) never (laughs) like...
0: It's a harmless conspiracy theory. Care. It hurts no one.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: It hurts no one. Um. All right, Mike. Let's do this. We're gonna make We're gonna figure out a way around this. I'm gonna do NBA overunders with you right now. And then we're gonna do. <laughs> okay. Then we're gonna do. And then we're gonna do our playoff piece because the overunders were very interesting this year. For those who are first time listening, welcome aboard. But every year, Mike and I do our NBA overunders during uh. The fall, to kind of guess where teams are going to end up. One of these days, we're going to take these to Vegas and make a little money or lose a lot of money. And here's where we're going to recap them. For the last couple of years, I've trounced Mike. Um, and my, I, imagine this be, I imagine this year will be no different. Um, all right, let's start in the east, where the Atlanta was projected to win 47 and a half games. You and I are both high on the Hawks. After last year's playoff run, too bad they were high on themselves. Trey Young admitting that they were a little bit bored in the regular season because of how exciting the playoffs were. They ended up going under, winning only 43 games. Boston, 45 and a half. You and I are both very, very, very uneasy with that number. We took the under. They turned around the back half of the season, became the best team in the NBA with 51 wins. Brooklyn, I took the under of 56 and a half.
1: 56 and a half. Mike, you took the over. What were you thinking? I tried to have faith in KD. Well, he Try. got 44 wins,
0: and I took, the, I took the win there. Charlotte, 38 and a half. I took the under because I didn't want to believe you took the over because you're a smart person. They won 43 games. Chicago, you and I both threw on them early. We took the over of the 42 and a half. They won 46. <clears throat> Excuse me. Cleveland, 26 and a half. We both took the under. They've got something there that we didn't expect. Uh, we're recording this on Thursday night, which means Atlanta's going to play Cleveland for the playing game. And I'm not going to say anything nice about the team. I'm about to play, but they won 44 games, which is the same number as Brooklyn. So. Wait. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's okay. Brooklyn it's will be, be great problem. when Ben Simmons comes back.
0: <laughs> oh, buddy, buddy, buddy. Don't get me started. Let's say that for the playoff part. Detroit was projected to win 24 and a half. We both took the under. We're both right. 23 wins for Detroit. Indiana, 42 and a half. I did not believe in the bounce back. I took the under. You did believe. You took the over. They won 25 games. Miami, we both believed in. Took the over. 48 and a half was the line. 53 wins got them there. Milwaukee, we both took the over on 54 and a half. And I'll say this. What'd you say?
1: I said heat culture.
0: I'm sorry I stopped the podcast for that. Milwaukee. The line was 54 and a half. We both took the over. It looks like a little hangover for them. It looks like a little bit of a, uh, they coached through the middle of the season some, and they turned it on when they had to. They only won 51 games. Still a great season out of them. The New York Knickerbockers, their line was 41 and a half, Mike. Uh, pull me once. Shame on us. They will never pull us again. <laughs> we both took the under. We were both right. They won 37 games. How do you do it to yourselves every time, Knicks fans?
1: I'm only How disappointed you, that
0: he can't
1: do what he did to them again in the playoffs.
0: Did you see that shot from the Yankee Stadium, like after their first game this season? <laughs>
1: yeah, where they're just saying, fuck Tree. They're,
0: they're chan- <laughs> these Yankees <fans> are chanting, <laughs> fuck Tree Young, as they leave Yankee Stadium.
1: What, what has nice he that done that to you people? Miles. Oh, you know he's exactly broke. what he did to them. <laughs> he's broken. It's. Ooh,
0: as the kids say, down bad. I may have used that improperly, I'm not sure. Uh, Orlando, 22 and a half was the line. We both took the under. Mike, guess how many games they won?
1: 15, 18?
0: 22, right on the line. We got there, we snuck under the line now. We might be good at this, I'm just telling you. On the other end, we both took the under on Philadelphia, 50 and a half, and they won 51. So you win some, you lose that one specifically. Toronto, we weren't believers in, under 36 and a half, they won 48, and Washington, 33 and a half was the, not, was the line, I said under, you said over, they won 35, so muzzle am on that one, seems like I'm thrashing, I don't even know
1: thing. why, you.
0: <laughs> are you a big believer in Kyle Kuzma,
1: <laughs> yes, sure, that's it, <laughs>
0: why not, Uh, what's your biggest surprise for me it's got to be that Cleveland number
1: yeah I mean that was a little bit of surprise but like also I hadn't been paying attention to them at all so it's not a surprise that I knew nothing um well
0: I think they they really fell down down the stretch they were 9 and 18 the last 27 so like they were bitten by the injury bug a little bit so that's why I'm hopeful for this Atlanta team to to pull it up there but go on
1: I think I was surprised like even though I what we picked Miami correctly I think I was still surprised just by how how they're at the top of the standings an entire season even though they seemed to have some like roster fluctuation with injuries and stuff like that
0: You know what that is Mike
1: the heat culture
0: Let's go to the west Dallas 48 and a <laughs> half was the line we both took the under they won fifty-two. Look I'll say this: Jason Kidd might be better at this than I thought. If Lucas really hurt for the first round, I Atlanta won the trade. Nothing, right? hands up. Atlanta won the trade. Uh, Denver, forty-seven and a half was the line. We both took the over. We're both geniuses because they won forty-eight. Golden State, forty-eight and a half. I, I didn't believe in them. I said the window was closed, and you did. You did believe. Took the over. Fifty-three wins. That's
1: right. Windows still up Houston,
0: 27 and a half was the line. We took the under. It was 20. Clippers, 45 and a half was the line. We both took the under, 42. Lakers, dog, we're going to talk about y'all in a minute. We both took the over at 52 and a half, and holy shit, 33 wins. Uh, Memphis, I believed in Jop Morant. I got it on paper. 41 and a half, 41 and a half, excuse me, was the line. I took the over. The unbeliever Michael Fraser took the under, 56 wins. Grind City, whatever they call themselves now. Um, <laughs> Minnesota, Ant-Man, I was wrong. I thought it was one, we need one more year at Ant-Man, I was wrong. 34 and a half of the line. We took the under, 46 wins in the most fun game that I've had in a long time. Carl Anthony Towns, you cannot do that in the playoffs. Please stop that, son. New Orleans, uh, 39 and a half was the line. We both took the under saying Zion wasn't going to play. We were right. 36 wins. Oklahoma City, I thought Sam Presley was going to deliver. He didn't. 23 and a half. 23 and a half. I took the over. You took the under. Still got 24. I I, I hit it, but man, it shouldn't have been that close. Phoenix, we're idiots. And give that, give Monty Williams the coach of the year that he should have won last year. Take it from Thibodeau, you idiots. And give it to Monty Williams and give him this one. 51 and a half with the line. We both took the under. Those motherfuckers won 64 games, most of them without Chris Paul. Wow.
1: Yeah, Portland, I mean, we saw the.
0: Uh... Go ahead.
1: No, I mean, biggest surprise for me out of the West. Uh, I thought they'd be good. I didn't think they'd be that good. Jeez. Apparently, I watched every loss of theirs. Um, Portland, <laughs> line
0: was 44 and a half. We took the unders. We saw the CJ McCollum thing happening. 27 wins for them. Sacramento, 36 and a half. I took the over because I'm an idiot. Mike is a good person and smart. There was only 30 wins there. San Antonio, we did not believe in pop. And that is on us. The line was 28 and a half. And they were in line for a play-in game spot with 34 wins. We took the under. We were wrong. You and I both believe in Rudy Gobert more than Rudy Gobert believes in himself. Jazz line was 52 and a half. We took the over, 49 wins. So biggest surprise has got to be both Memphis Lakers, right? It's got to be that right there. Oh no, Phoenix. Shit, the West is crazy.
1: No, I mean, I'm not surprised by Memphis. I mean, the only, I was surprised when they had that streak when uh, Morant was out. You're not but, surprised by 56 um, wins? I'm not surprised they're good.
0: I'm like, they made the leap
1: after. Yeah. I don't know. They're one of the most exciting teams to watch. The Lakers, I mean, good God. That's
0: what we're going to talk about right now. We're going to talk to the reason we're really here. The NBA playoffs are upon us, the greatest time of year. And because I guess hockey got pushed back somehow, their playoffs start later. So the, the all the spotlights in the NBA couldn't be more excited for it. But because it's the NBA, we can't talk about the game on the court first. We have to talk about storylines. And the biggest storyline for teams outside the playoffs is in the team that we didn't think would be there the most. Los Angeles Lakers, on the outside looking in, uh, they had a horrible season, 33 games won. Uh, LeBron decided at one point to start just gunning for the scoring title, which was noticeable. Like You could tell he he was like, well, this shit isn't going to work. which was interesting. I I think maybe actually heard the team some. Um, what do you think we get people were all over the world talking about what went wrong? What, 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 what the hell do you think's next?
1: I I don't even know. I have no idea what they can do.
0: There's there's been public posturing for Mark Jackson or Doc Rivers to get this job. I'll talk about why mm-hmm. the Doc Rivers thing is very funny later on because I think he's gonna run out of running room in, in Philly. But I think that either of those choices is an abject
1: failure. I know one of them. Mark works.
0: Jackson. <laughs> Let's say the quiet part loud about Doc Rivers really quickly. A pretty good X's nose coach, a coach who couldn't manage a staples, just managing people. Just making sure everyone gets along and no one's getting thrown under the bus to Staples management or the media. And I'm not any of my players or employees. He's really bad at that part of the job, which unfortunately, NBA is most of the job. And you want to send him to LeBron and AD? Seems like a bad idea to me, Mike.
1: I don't know. I think the Sixers are. Doing pretty well. We'll see. i
0: will talk about the Sixers in a minute. Um, I I just think that obviously Vogel wasn't the problem. He wasn't the solution either. He wasn't think the, the
1: early, problem.
0: Exactly. wasn't the solution. I'll say this, though. The early LeBron PR blitz of this is the hardest title ever won in the bubble was a smart blitz. It was a smart PR blitz. It kind of allows, you know, to try to, like, meld it in with these last years. Like, no, no, but that was the pandemic title, the hardest title ever achieved in sports,
1: Wink Nudge. It was also a lie.
0: Well, 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 yes. (laughs) It was a lie. And a trade I defended on this podcast, a trade I defended in person, my friends, a trade that obviously didn't work out, Russell Westbrook who has not just been obviously doing the rounds on his way out. He's been talking a lot. One of the sports uh, reporters with him said, LeBron and AD said many times throughout the year, let Russ be Russ. Westbrook immediately responded with, yeah, but let's, let's be true. That wasn't honest. No, that was not That wasn't true. Let's be honest. Excuse me said that he'd never had any issue with any coaches before, which isn't true. I'm not sure what Vogel's problem was with me. And he said he felt like he was trying to prove himself to Frank all year. He felt like he was never given a fair chance to be who I needed to be to help this team. Russ, I'm not the most self-aware person. But man, Russ. Mm -hmm. Woo, buddy Russ. Like, Mike, I'm not being too hard to say it may have been on all parties involved, but that Russell's tilt here is a little aggressive in his own direction.
1: Yeah. I mean, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to argue against that.
0: Yeah. Okay, I just want to make sure I'm being fair here and saying Russ may have extended the truth a little further than it needed to go. What's interesting to me is that all this is burning down here, but are you watching Winning Time on HBO? I am not. It is fantastic. It's a look at the birth of the Laker's dynasty, but it's through the Jeff Perlman book, which means Riley refuses to be involved, which means Magic's not involved, which means it's awesome. Uh, it's got Jason Segel in it. It's got Adrian Brody in it. It's got this fantastic young actor playing Magic Johnson, who I don't think's ever ever an acting credit to his name before this. It's just, it is... It's shot in such a way. I think it's um, who was the guy who did all those movies with uh, with Will Ferrell? Uh, McKay. Yeah, it's McKay. He did this. So this is the this is the show that ruined their friendship.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Because <laughs> he got John C. Riley to play uh, Dr. Jerry Bus as opposed to getting Will Ferrell. Oh. Hmm. It's a great, it's a fantastic show. I cannot recommend it enough. Um, but juxtapose that with what's going on here. And it's like the downside of your team being a family business is that you run into problems that are just like small town family problems. Like not having a strong enough infrastructure to be able to stand up to LeBron and his demands when you showed up, that's a problem. And I'm not saying it's all on him. I'm not saying that the, the roster, that I don't know who built the roster. Whoever wants to take credit for it or blame for it, I feel like if it was a good roster, they'd say, Good job, I'm And If it goes wrong, they'd say, Look at what LeBron built.
1: So. But you don't think it, this would yeah. happen happened with like every other team if LeBron went there? But in terms I, of I, like I that's, wielding his power? It didn't happen in Miami. And that's why you left. Okay. But that's like Pat. That is an exception. I, but I'm saying you've got to
0: have infrastructure in place. The reason it, it worked. In his favor the second time in Cleveland, it's just Dan Gilbert was like, fuck it, whatever, man. And when LeBron run rough shot. And it worked. He brought them a title, man. And honestly, after that, after winning that title against that Warriors team, for me, that's the greatest player of all time. Because this is a more talent-rich NBA than we've ever seen in the history of the game. We're about to talk about that now as we talk about the play-in games. Dog, those playing games were by and large fire, mostly because the Hawks put that good, good. Good work on the Hornets. Um, first round, you saw the Nets squeak by the Cavs, and everyone wants to tell you how great Kyrie played and look at this lights out performance by KD. He's fasting for Ramadan and it's an achievement for for Kyrie. And this, that, and the third, at the same time, dog, you squeaked, you squeaked by, you by, you squeaked by a Cleveland team that had been the height of disappointing down the stretch for for good reason. there have been injuries and whatnot, but they had not lived up the potential. I don't know if that's going to be a good matchup for them come actual hang them, playoff time.
1: When does Ramadan end? Cause I cannot for imagine actual, fasting and then doing professional athlete things. I can't imagine just doing, like, weekend warrior things after fasting all day. Um, So
0: it's not even just going to be after fasting all day. He's going to be mid-fast on Sunday when game one tips, 3.30 p.m. against the Celtics.
1: Couldn't do it. Sundown
0: sundown in Boston that day is about 7.30, 35.
1: I mean, I don't really care so much how close their game was with the Cavs. Like, it's the playoffs. Just win. Just win. It doesn't matter. Um,
0: Does that effort get you a win against Jason Tatum in the way these Celtics is playing?
1: Do you not think that KD and Kyrie will rise to the occasion?
0: I don't don't know. I know that there's a, a world of difference between the defense that Cleveland plays and the defense that Boston plays.
1: Yeah, yeah, and Boston has been on a roll, but I don't know. And,
0: and, and where you, and where you win these games isn't you don't shut down KD and Kyrie, you just win at the edges, you win at the margins. True. Is someone gonna stop Jason Tatum?
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. Looking at the box score of the game, like everyone except Seth Curry played well. I mean, the rest of the starting five had at least fifteen. Um Against, against that,
0: against that Cleveland defense. I'm saying when you get the situation where it's a lot more ratcheted down in Boston. I know with the injuries inside that they say that I think that the young boy, the young boy was popping off about. Oh, we could go inside on Boston now, and Katie shut him down with uh, the respect to our opponents. I just think it's gonna be an interesting matchup. I don't know if I'm the Nets. Do you do you hope Ben Simmons comes back? Like, is Kyrie gonna save to the floor? Like, there's a lot of stuff going on here.
1: It's, Kyrie going to sage Ben Simmons? I mean, look, I have no idea. See, if,
0: they're going to ben Boston Simmons. like he said the first time. This is where the saging started.
1: I mean, look, it's hilarious. I'll allow it. I don't, I don't care. Step on Lucky or whatever he did that time.
0: Do that. Um, that is funny. I that. That is funny.
1: Like, I think it's going to be a tougher matchup for each team than they think. Hmm. I don't think it's going to be as easy as Boston might think it's going to be, and I think it's going to be harder than Brooklyn thinks it's going to be.
0: All right, Timberwolves against the Grizzlies. Possibly the most fun matchup in the first round, Ant-Man versus John Moran.
1: Look, I mean, look, this is Memphis all the way. I mean, Ant-Man is entertaining and coming into his own, but. Atlanta, Georgia. But like, I mean, the, them against the Clippers, it was a close game. It was kind of sloppy towards the end. It was like one of those games where like you could tell they were really gunning for it. But I don't think they can sustain that kind of effort in the series long enough to beat Memphis.
0: As can I ask you a question? As someone whose game actually reminds you of this human being, what's up with your bands?
1: Who? Cat. He, don't, no, don't do not do that. Look, the Dirk Erasure <laughs> was enough to make me annoyed with him, and then, what, he had, like, 10 points the other night? Dog, and, like, he found out with seven minutes left,
0: and they had to let the is... kid win the game for him.
1: Just come on now. Andy Edwards a fucking star. He was 0 for 2 from deep, 3 for 11. I mean look Anthony Edwards
0: deserves better than this Carl Anthony Towns. Be the veteran, lead somebody, goddammit.
1: I mean look, who do you think they're listening to on that team? Like can you can oh Anthony it's tell you it's something and you ignore it? Can't can't no. <laughs> <laughs> I don't I don't think that works. I think it's like a natural <laughs> law. Like he says something, y'all are gonna listen. Okay.
0: Um let's talk these last two playing games. They're gonna happen on the day this gets released. Hawks with Cavs. I get the Hawks. I just think they're on a roll. Like, there are two teams trending in different directions. Hawks you going the right way. It's going to be a great point guard matchup. Trey Young versus Darius Garland. 7.30 tomorrow night, which means I can watch it. I'm going to a comedy club to watch one of my friends film their special. And I was nervous that it was going to be a late game. So, it was an early game. I can watch most of it. Blow them Those out are- so I can just, you know, relax. <laughs> And then we got late game Pelicans Clippers, where, oof, isn't the one two three combo special for the Pelicans?
1: I don't know. C J looked really good against the Spurs. He
0: looked really good. <laughs> really good.
1: I don't think C J yeah. wants to go home yet.
0: <laughs> I think it's I think it's something like if, if the Pelicans make the playoffs, the uh, the Trail don't get the compensatory pick. <laughs>
1: For the show oh, look i am all out on a <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh hey man um what's up with the, uh uh is he ever coming back or just is it over like i know is, like i guess kind
1: of but like is he in stop. la like has anyone seen stop. him like if you look at like the full
0: body of work from that last year in San Antonio to right now, you're like, oh, he's never been healthy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like it, it adds up to someone who's never, ever, ever been healthy doing this, which is horrifying. Yeah. Um, so good for him. Yeah, it's no good at all. God. Um, let's talk about actual playoff time. We talked about oh, Jazz Mavericks. Um, the rumors on Luca is Luca really out? Look, that's what I'm
1: hearing. I did not know let me, that. Let me let me, uh,
0: let me research really quickly. Guard is going to miss Game One.
1: Okay, well, that's uh pretty significant.
0: I'll be taking <laughs> this is a bravery here. I'll be taking the Jazz.
1: Yeah, yep. I'm gonna go out on a limb. Oh wait,
0: oh, wait Utah's on the road and favored by five. Oh, okay, they know it too.
1: <laughs> yeah. I don't like rooting for them or uh, come on Luca.
0: I like Donovan Mitchell.
1: Yeah, so do I. And that's as far as it goes. He just
0: paid you to do so. Oh, <laughs> uh, the Utah Hate will always persevere for us children of the nineties. Uh Raptor Sixers.
1: I mean I what? So, Make a bold proclamation. <laughs> go for it. Well, oh, the
0: Raptors are going to beat the Sixers. This is a five really? game series. Oh, yeah. This is going to go super fucking poorly. Have you not? So go and find the Dr. Rivers quotes, but he's been talking shady about uh, uh, Harden since he got there. And guess what? Maury's there. Harden's there. You ain't long for this world unless you can get with their program, coach. You don't understand the power dynamic at all. You know who's not employed right now by anyone? Mike. Who? You know what Mike's always wanted? A motherfucker like Embiid.
1: Wait, wait. Who? Dan Tony. Oh, no, uh, Really? Yes.
0: Doug, dog, the power, like they've got two of them, they've got a high paid star and the GM. They can that, That's not like the force out a coach.
1: Wait, wait, wait. Did Toronto sweep sweep them in the regular season? Dog, I'm no, no, telling no, no. Okay. you. Philly won one of the games. Yes, it's not a, this is this is I'm this is a five game
0: series because the first time something goes wrong, that Philly team will crack again, like I did it did last year. Because Doc Rivers is really bad at personnel management.
1: I just can't make that pick. This is
0: not a bad – Dog They lost to the Hawks last year. So? (laughs) Okay, okay. Okay. Keep – this is the most mentally fragile basketball team you're going to see in the playoffs, and they're going to shatter.
1: That is not true. Last year's Philadelphia was the most mentally fragile.
0: I'm in this this year's playoffs. I apologize. (laughs) (laughs) You are right have gotten mentally tougher they are not as weak as last year just because the fights are now already in the open the <laughs> fights and we got nuggets warriors and it makes something very cool for the ud pod it's been a while Jokic is your mvp
1: look Jokic, Jokic is wearing, he makes i mean honestly one of the best passes i've ever seen in my entire life Jokic. Doing those passes in this new headband, Jokic is not just your MVP. He might be the greatest player of all
0: time. If he wears the headband all of the playoffs, he will look like he trans. He will look like an extra from winning time, and I will love every second of it. If he wears the headband all playoffs, I hope they win it all. I really do. Headband Jokic for president. Um, Warriors. The Steph Curry injury is real. Like that's we know. So the question now is, they're saying he's practicing, they're saying he's playing, such Shoot around. Game's 8:30 Saturday night. Mike, would you play Russell or uh, excuse me, Steph Curry? Um, uh,
1: no. Isn't isn't this injury the one that plagued him like early career? Yeah, it's the ankle. So so he said they're saying he's
0: expected to play. As of three hours ago. All right. He play, on a restriction, he'll be on a men's restriction, but Steph says he looked – he said he felt good in the scrimmage.
1: So yeah, but have like, you heard a player not say they felt good?
0: <laughs> I would love when to be like, you know how I feel? Dog shit. I feel really <laughs>
1: bad. <laughs> right. I will not That'd be, be playing. Really
0: That'd be really funny. But that's it. Uh, do you have a favorite to win it this year? Because I'll be honest, I'm cheering for Phoenix. I think that first of all, give that man his award. And again, take uh uh Timothy from last year, give it to him too. Mindy Williams, Phoenix, 64 wins. I think that that's the team I want to see win it but I'm really scared of Giannis again. Like, I think this is one of those things we've reached a point with Giannis where when he decides to hurt people, it's over.
1: I mean, part of me really wants to root for some upsets. Um, Like, I love Memphis and I want to see them prosper. Uh, I don't see it. Um, I would like to see Milwaukee play Miami.
0: Yes, I would like that. I really want to see Brooklyn and Philly, just for the
1: mess. Well, yeah, clearly. Uh, I mean, Giannis is so good. He's been playing really, really well. Um, And playoff Giannis, I don't know. I don't know how you can say some. some, Oh, yeah, it's, yeah, it is, uh, oof, yeah. And he's better than last year. I mean, come on. You can't let them get on a roll. You can't let them you know, like close out series and get rest because it's, it's going to be a wrap.
0: Well, at least they're bringing the script back to the floor. And if that's one thing, nature's finally healing. The script finals is back on the floor in the finals. If there's one thing you take from this podcast, you stuck to that to the end. Good luck, God bless, and thank you for listening to that part. Mike, anything to say on the way out of here?
1: Heat culture. I'm glad you finally embraced it.
0: That was your show. That was your pointless heat culture plug. This is your outro. See you guys very soon.